most of the rainmakers and team leaders do not know what the goals are for their team. And so that's a that's a key point, right? That's a connection to their why, funding their their future. If you can't write a contract on the back of your car on a Saturday night, then you don't know enough. All you have to do is show up. Just show up and you can succeed. Let's get to the point. Here we are celebrating our 2021 awards. Our top producers, in this case, it's at the beach team. Uh, John Moran is the rainmaker team leader and uh, like the team manager. And uh, John, you won every group award. That's three active licenses or more uh, for, a group. Yep. for a group. Yep, at Keller Williams. And so we don't we don't divide them any other way. So John won the top group in units. How many units did you? Well, we record two fifty two, but I think you have a little different number. So. And I thought it was two fifty nine. Yeah. Well. Okay. And then let's go with 259. Yeah. Okay. And then the top group in sales, your yeah. sales volume 2021. I think it was 140 million, somewhere around there. Wow. I don't remember. And units for 21. Well, 252, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> two, two, or I'm reading. Still 252, maybe 259. Okay. So, John, you're the first team at Keller Williams Emerald Coast to achieve that net a million goal. Okay. How did you do that? So, so great, right? And Alyssa's sitting right over here, okay? And um, we have a team. It's a team, right? Through and through. Yep, it's a team. You do your job. Somebody else is doing their job. I'm doing my job. Yep. That's how you do it. Mm -hmm. Everybody does their job, right? So, So how long did it take you to get here? We're 15 years into this. There you go. Right? 15 years. And um, it's been a growth process, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've grew a little, plateaued a little, yep. grew a little, and now here we are. And your leadership changes over the years, perspective-wise. Yes. Tell us a little about that. Um, so I started out an agent. Mm-hmm going out getting listings, doing my thing, right? And then um, hired an assistant, like you do. Then we hired another listing agent, John Skinner, remember? In our office, your office, I remember to this day. He wanted to be a buyer's agent, Skinner did. Right. And I said, no, don't be a buyer agent. Be a listing agent. If you're a listing agent, everybody's your buyer Mm -hmm. agent, right? Mm -hmm. I said, okay. And he did. And it took him a while. Took him a little while to get going, and and he did, and he's done quite well since. Then we hired another listing agent, and then another, and another, and I don't think we had a buyer agent until, well, no, we hired Courtney as a buyer agent. Mm -hmm. She came on, her first job was a buyer's agent, and she did great. But I remember sitting with her and saying, Courtney, buyers are going to start drying up here, or Mm -hmm. buyers are drying up here. You got to learn how to be a listing agent. And Courtney's smart. She said, yes, I do. And she did. Mm-hmm. Now she's one of the top listing agents in the area, right? And uh, she's doing great. She's doing great. And then so we just stuck with listing agents until we hired um, Alyssa Barnett <laughs> to be our buyer's agent, didn't we? Yeah. About a year ago. Yeah. 
And then what happened? I became a listing agent. You became a listing agent. (laughs) Alyssa worked so hard. She would come out working with these buyers. Oh my God. I put in 25 offers and blah, 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 blah. And I got one accepted and then it blew up because of the roof, the insurance, the hot water. She'd come in by Monday, just sharp, looking great. By Friday, her hair's everywhere. Makeup's lost. It's just like, oh my God. So we don't do that. We don't do that. Our agents make a lot of money. We live a really good life. We're not going to work like that for that result. We got to learn how to take listings. So the average income on your team last year was? So it was about 470 some thousand dollars Mm -hmm. is the average income. And so that's amazing. But even let's back up. Most teams start out with everyone wants to hire a buyer's agent. Okay. How did you see through that to not do that? Okay. So I got a, a, a coach day one, mm-hmm. right? Coach day one. And um, he told me, we're going to work on getting listings. Because if you have listings, everybody's your buyer's agent. Right. I said, well, sounds good to me. That's what we're going to do. Right? Mm-hmm. And we did. We spent all that time learning how to get listings. And we're good at getting listings. I remember you had notes to yourself, slow down. Slow down, follow the script. Right. And then during you that- You ever hear me say that? All the time. time. (laughs) Because uh, following scripts, it's a learned process, right? Without question. You have to overcome the fear that you have of doing it, right? And so what happens is you're not talking to anybody. You're not talking to anybody. Somebody says hello and you get all excited. Or I would, right? Sure. I would just like, (laughs) right? (laughs) Start rambling. And I'd ramble loud. People right. be looking, what the heck is this guy talking about? And I'd be like, oh my God, you're talking to me. Ah. Mm-hmm. So I had to post it on there. Slow down. It was Mike Ferry, picture of him. Slow down and follow the script. I remember. Because I'd get off. Oh, yeah, the Cubs are doing this and the Bears are doing <laughs> that. And, oh my God. Yeah. And then I'd hang up and go, what just happened? So I slowed down and I started following the script. So during that time, you were the lead agent doing the most business in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. When did that change? Uh, let's see. We brought on Skinner. Skinner, you know, we got him going, got some traction, and he built it up. Mm-hmm. So he started doing pretty good. Then Cordy came on. And um, so and I still, heck, I think I still had the most transactions up until maybe a, a year. Last year I got out. Like mm-hmm. in, in probably March of last year, I basically stopped selling. So I think Courtney, no, Gil Erickson ended up with the most contracts closed last year. Really? Courtney had the most dollar volume. I didn't know that. Gil had the most transactions, Mm -hmm. which is really good. Good for him. But not by much, by like one. They were all pretty close. They were all pretty close, right? Mm -hmm. And um, which was good, really good. And then, yeah, because Rachel was right there. And then you had John Jakubik, who was a fairly new and Alyssa, you were new. You guys were both right there with good good volume as well, especially for being new agents. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to be a new agent. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, it's just more, I think, um, just it's overwhelming a little bit. I mean, you just want to learn a lot and you're learning a lot. But I think it's a matter of just learning your basics and getting good at your basics and then adding on. But it's hard at first. Yeah, I want to get back to you with regard to the change from the buyer's agent to the listing agent. Yeah. So we're, we want, I want to talk about that a little. But, John, you you went Keller Williams verbiage, level six. Okay. 
Like you stepped out of the business, now you're leading your group. Okay. What do you do each week that causes your team to stay together, be as motivated as they are, compete with each other and have fun? How do you do that? Um, so the way I look at it is my job is to make sure that they succeed at the levels they say they want to succeed at their goals for the year. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's a pretty easy situation at that point. Cause you can look at it and say, all right, Alyssa wants to do X for the year. That means Y every month. How are you doing? Are you on track? Are you behind? Are you whatever? Right. And we can take a look. And I basically just sit back and survey the field mm-hmm. and I see where they're doing well and encourage or see where they're maybe going a little bit sideways mm-hmm. and bring them back in. Right. Kind of like a sheepdog. Let's get back over here and, and get back on track. Right. I'll be on you. Right. Yeah. I get on a list. I get on all of them. Yeah. Right. And not because I want to get on them, because the group I have are very good. Mm-hmm. And I need them to be very good because I'm not doing any sales. I got to live through them, right? right. If I'm going to grow this thing beyond me, when they're older and they take over this situation, mm-hmm. they got to be very, very good. They got to be able to do what I'm doing to people like them. So to everybody out there that's leading a team or thinks they want to, the first thing John said that you may have missed was he knows what their goals are. Most of the rainmakers and team leaders do not know what the goals are for their team. And so that's a that's a key point, right? That's a connection to their why, funding their their future. I don't know. What do you, what life. do you think? Why do we stay together? Why are we all right? Well, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think there's a lot of factors, but I think number one is you, we all know what our goals we're working for of our own personal goals and what our team goals are. And I think we all, we all really motivate each other as well, too. We all really generally want to see each other succeed, but we also are also there to help each other when we need help. So I think that's also a factor I would say is for a team, we have a really good culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we work on that, I think, right? We, we, I think we do good because we we show up every day. We show up every day. We show up to work. We know what we need to get done through the day. Right. And if we have questions or need help, we know we could call anybody on our team and they would be there to help us. So let me ask you this. Do you trust the system? I do. You do, right? I do. We it's do. Just, you just got to know it. Just You got to put in the time, do the work, and all your actions and it works. We talked about it at our meeting today. I mean, because right now the market's hard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to get listings. It's hard to get listings at 6%. The people want to discount you. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get buyers and sellers together. It's it's hard. And as good as we are, and I think we're quite good, we still get cracks and our confidence starts to wane. And... Even as good as we are, we find ourselves questioning, are we doing this? Is this right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about today at, at the meeting, um, Alyssa wasn't there because she was writing a contract. Um, be the only reason yeah, she right? be there. Right? Yeah, right? I was working. <laughs> <laughs> She's writing a contract. Right. But uh, I said, here's the thing. Have confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. I've seen the market out there. You guys are very good. You're more than qualified. You're the best of the best. I don't know anybody in Panama City that knows the condo market as well as John Skinner does, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to get every listing, right? The field wins 
in golf every week, but I would take Tiger Woods, right? I like Tiger Woods, but the field's going to win, right? You, just the way it is. So Skinner is as good as it gets in Panama City. He's really good, but he's not going to get every listing, right? Courtney's really good, but she's not going to get every listing. I know the condo market here in Destin probably better than anyone. I'm not going to get every listing, okay? So you just got to know that if you show up and do the work, you'll get enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then you got to know that the people around you, your teammates, like Gil sitting down with Alexis. And, and I think you knock things around with Gil or, yeah. or Skinner or Katie or me or whatever. Yeah. You got to have somebody to go to. Hey, this guy's an idiot. How do I deal with this? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then they'll tell you, you know what? I had an idiot like that once and here's what we did. Right. Right. Here's how you got to handle it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the third thing we talked about is you got to trust the system. We got over, I think, 1,250 transactions. That's a lot of transactions. Mm -hmm. That's more transactions than any group I know around here. Mm -hmm. That's 1,250 closings, 1,250 appraisals, 1,250 inspections. That's a lot. Those are the closings, right? Yeah. That's a lot of experience. And so we know what we're doing. Yep. And you just got to remember when it gets sideways and it gets hard like it is now, mm -hmm. That if you got a good group around you, you can do things, mm -hmm. even even when it's hard. Well, even the basics, if I go back to you said another thing, very subtle, but very important. And it was you have meetings every mm -hmm. week Yeah, on Tuesdays at Tuesday 12, yep. and everyone is expected to be there. Yep. It's a big deal. Most teams don't do that. But we try to have some good information. Is there usually good information? Yeah, not all yeah. the times. I know they're not all yeah. good. <laughs> no, I think they're good, John. Well, no, I think the big thing of like, I think the very importance of the weekly meetings is also a major of let's check in. Are we, first off, how are we doing for business, right? Let's check in. Are we on track? Great. And then John likes to share also information on what he's seeing in the market, trending, or even just news. Right. And then we all get to go around the room and talk about what we're seeing, how's our business, and also what do we need from them. Right. So I think that's really pertinent too, because, you know, that conversation opens up where we are all, oh, you heard that. I'm running into the same thing. How are you dealing with that? Plus, plus the conversation before and after the meeting, right? Exactly. Among people, yeah. right? Conversing about what's going on. Yeah. Rachel giving Skinner a hard time about shaving his beard and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, Courtney bringing her son Maybe, in, yeah, everybody Andy. loving up on him and, and whatever. Um, just those human moments. If you're going to be a team, a group working towards a common goal, you got to have some common threads. Mm -hmm. And the meetings are that. And if you get rid of those meetings, even if they're on Zoom, it starts to fray. Mm -hmm. And it can fray pretty quickly if you don't tend to it. And another cool thing is some of the people on your team failed as individual agents and succeed at a high level with you on your team. That's really, really good. Well, think about it. If we do this right, we can put people in a position in which they can max out their best whatever they have that's best um, and not have to worry or do the stuff they're not good at. I'm horrible at paperwork. Mm-hmm. All right. I could probably grind it out and get it done, yeah. but it would certainly impact the stuff I like and, and I'm good at because mm -hmm. I'm doing the crap I don't like. Right. So I get somebody who's really, really good at the stuff I don't like. Yeah. Think of how good you just max out what you do. You 
you multiply your capabilities mm -hmm. exponentially. Yeah, smart move. Yeah, so we try to put people in the position where they can soar. And when they do, they do. It or it has worked for you. So Alyssa, let's go back. How long have you been here? Um, on the team, I've been over a little over a year. So. Okay. Yeah. So everybody wants to be a buyer's agent in the beginning, and so did you. What caused you to transition to see the light from the listing side? Um, well, I think John, we just had a conversation about it, you know, and I think um Basically, what we were just saying, you know, is we basically with buyers, I mean, there's just a little bit more stuff, right? I think going through the transaction on both sides, but what we are noticing, I think, in just market conditions is John was just saying, you know, I think being a listing agent, you have more control. You have more control of your schedule, more control of what's going on. You really can, I would say, let's say personally and professionally, have a little bit more control of your time. Right? No nights, no weekends, <laughs> no holidays. Which exactly. is buyer agent is nights, weekends, and holidays. Exactly. Yeah. So I think in terms of uh, personal life, John's like, you know, hey, this is going to allow you to live the life you want and more. And you get to pick your schedule. You want to work nine to five and maybe a few weekends every once in a while. If that, great. This will allow you to do that. And you just have to be really intentional with your time. So what advice would you give to the other new agents that are struggling with this buyer's agent, multiple offers, lack of income. Yeah. What advice would you give them? I mean, it's, it's just hard, right? I think even just on either side, but I think being a buyer agent coming out, it's just hard. So what I would just say is get really good at, for number one, just pre-qualifying your clients, you know, have that conversation and just set them up with the market expectations and going in, create that relationship with that listing agent so you already know where you're walking in on that property, right? Because we would know with that limited inventory right now, properties probably have how many offers in on it right now, mm. right? Going in, do you know that? Do you know what the seller's looking for? And can you translate that to your client if they like it to make you have a winning offer? Mm -hmm. You know, so I think it just number one goes with communication, pre-qualifying your client, you know, setting those expectations with your client. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just, I think communication overall, because I mean, Absolutely. sometimes you do, as John would say, sometimes you do everything right and you get the wrong outcome. Right. You just have to tell them the truth, right? Yeah. I have think it's talk. just be honest, have that conversation with your client too of, you know, what's going on and set them up for realistic expectations, right? Whether, you know, I mean, obviously you don't know one way if it's going to go one way or the other, but at least help them see if this is what you want. This is maybe what we're going to have to do to get that. Right. Can you do that? Are you willing to do that? All right. Very good. Well, thank you very much. Uh, congratulations. You're number 95 team in, or group, I'm number 95 group in all of Keller year. Williams last year. You're in Gary's top 150 masterminds. Outstanding. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're the first, the first team that has ever done this in our franchise and possibly in our region. I'm not entirely sure total region. So congratulations. Way to go. I hope you enjoyed this podcast with John Moran and Alyssa Barnett at the beach team. Uh, what you'll get from that is priceless. It's 15 years worth of failing forward experiences.